Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is the weekly video games podcast where we give our impressions of the games that you can play today and react to the latest news from the wonderful world of video games. We're here every Monday on your favourite podcast app and YouTube, absolutely free. This week, I'm joined by the 2018 Fantasy Gaming League Grand Prix winner, the 2019 Fantasy Gaming League champion, it's that man, Paper. How's it going? It's good, and, and soon to be the 2021 Grampy winner. That's just putting it out there earlier on, like, so that can be clipped and shared around. Are you, com- win it. Are you confident? Cause it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a funny year. There's, the release is being pushed back, which you saw. We've seen things like Biff's been praying for Prince of Persia. That's now 2022. What's going on? Because you've got you front loaded your your, your your games again. Everyone's, I guess, I front loaded it. Everything that's dropping is dropping reasonable, which is good. I wouldn't say anything's dropping really good. Um, mm. So if some other people manage to put in some good 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 teams, I think they'll be able to take it. I think where I might get away with beating some people is that they're transferring crap in at the end, or um, or that they miss a transfer, uh, or something along those lines. Um, there are a few people out there that, you know, have got good games and I'm a little bit, you know, on the edge of my seat, but I'm doing okay at the moment. I can take, you know, that, that arrogance like I sort of did last year with Biff and then see that all played out well, didn't it? You know? Well, it did. Who, who do you think is the biggest threat then? Um... Uh, you always put Hall up there, like, and he's doing well. When he's only got like one or one or two games at the moment, but they both scored well, so that's all right. The other one who I think is a bit of a dark horse this year that people don't really talk about is Krog. He's had a couple of good games in there. He's had a he's had a pants one in it, but you know he's had he's not been consistently average, but he's had a couple of good games and a pants game, and so that's sort of averaging out just above av- uh, good at the moment, I'd say. So depending on how the rest of his games come out, you know, he might do all right, but. Uh, yeah, it depends on how he gets on towards the end of the year. That's that's the that's where the money will be made. That's where trophies will be be given out, and that's where belts will be reclaimed. Well, Krog's been unlucky twice actually. I think the year you won the Grand Prix, he was like six points off you or something. It was really really close, and then he got stung out by um, the Logan rule with Football Manager Touch. So now we've had to put in that rule where the season ends on a finite date. Logan heroically really said look um let's let's pack this in all right the game's not coming out i'm happy just to to leave it so he closed the season off and then a week later football manager touch came in got a score he would have won the title then so he's been close twice last year was a bit of a blowout for him but generally he's he's up there content he's a contender always the bridesmaid never the bride eh? that's 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 what we've been experiencing with crog these over the years Still yet to hold a bit of glory in his hands, you know. He is the the Arsenal of the. the he's not. He's the, the Spurs, league. isn't he? Because they're just as shit. <laughs> they don't win nothing. They don't. They don't win anything. Anyway, before we upset all the all the six Spurs fans that are out there now. Um, interesting show today. Got a 
one game's called Deep Dive In and a bit of a chat around the PC gaming space where someone may have or may not have, we don't know, defected over to in the last year or so. Um, before we get into the meat of the show, you can support us two ways. Twitch Prime is one way of doing that. So link your Amazon to your Twitch account. Go to twitch.tv slash deepdigital and you can subscribe for free. They'll give us £2.50. $2.50 actually, it's not £2.50. Might as well be rolling in it. Um, or you can just join one of our tiers on there for a few quid a month and get some cool emotes. And there's patreon.com forward slash digital which has been updated. Uh, no silly tiers on there, so no rewards as such. It's kind of like if you want to chuck $1, £1, 50p, you can do. So it's open to any level. We will take the money and run with it for sure. But Mr. Paper, there, he, there was a, there's a game that's come out earlier this year, indie game, early access, and it really has, and probably still is in certain circles, taking the gaming world by a bit of storm. It literally popped up out of nowhere. It's Valheim. Now, yes. first of all, before we started talking about Valheim, because you were at some point during your Dimp Digital career, you were heralded as sort of the indie man. You know, all the indies that were coming out, all the survival games that were coming out, you were championing them, giving them the profile, giving them the spotlight. You seem to have dropped off that in recent years. But before Valheim was a thing. Were you early on the hype train? Um, in terms of before it came out, no. Wow. I, I, I think I was a bit like everyone else in terms of, in the dimp crew, shall I say, in terms of missing that boat. What the fuck um, is this, Will said? Yeah, exactly. However, I think I was maybe one of the first, or if not the first to, in the group to say, hey, look, does anyone fancy doing this? And I think that was largely because... Of some of the YouTubers I watch, um, just a couple of videos start popping on, and oh, that looks interesting. Um, and and yeah, I, I when I see something looks interesting, I'll always pop it up in in the the chat or in in the, the Discord. Yep. Sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. Mostly think, things get shot down in these discords and chats. <laughs> pretty much everything gets shot down. Mm. Um, you know, it's. Uh, it's, it's it's a tough world being in the dim digital it's a culture of hate is what i call it <laughs> it's a pure salt machine yeah. um so unless you can deal with that that salt it isn't for you um but um it's uh it's lots of things get shut down and this i think it was an interesting one this it didn't get shut down straight away actually nope. that was the interesting thing people did say let's give it a chance or let's give it a shot and jumped into um yeah tried to jump into a world we obviously that was an interesting that was a story in its own right and we probably go into that a bit more detail how we 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 came about it but it was um i definitely think you know it's one of those games uh you've seen it a lot this year with or over the pandemic should i say where Mm. these games have come out and there's been that hype around it online that you know suddenly everyone jumps into it or has a go you had it with the with fall guys you had it with um oh, what's it called animal crossing uh, animal crossing that's the word i'm looking for um among us and all the, and though uh, uh, though more social games they are and stuff like that but you, these games that were sort of really kick off and i'd say valheim was sort of there that you know people weren't really expecting it it came out got it was better than what people expected mm. and that sort of drove a lot of hype and i actually attribute that a lot to um shit games really just in the in in what's coming out there's and not all games are shit that's that's, that's probably Come on. the wrong way to say it. but 
people are so used to the same stuff being churned out, um, just being reskinned and repackaged. That's how I feel anyway. It's it's like they're not enticing me to come and play these these games. I don't want to play the new Assassin's Creed because it's got a couple of new little mechanics. I don't want to play the new cod and all that stuff and i'm pissing off a load of people here by saying it but it's a uh, there's a load of shit stuff out there that i just just doesn't say hey try me this is new this is different you know you you'll like this and i i think that was what valheim did for, for a lot of people it just sort of said hey this is a a really different type of game than we used to or not really different but a different spin and it's in a good state you know give it a go and i was the indie king back in the day quite happily giving some of these uh indie bollocks uh <laughs> the time of day when maybe it shouldn't have been um and i may have learned my lesson from that but this one yeah came out of the blue and i was like well we'd we, we try that we'd jump on that train you fucking hipster that's all i'm hearing don't like any of the commercial all the mainstream games you want to dig out and find all the hipster shit same with your beer although hobgoblin's a bit mainstream i see you drinking that and i've got Brewdog, which ain't much better but uh, I, I i wouldn't say i definitely I'm, I wouldn't say it's all hips. I'm saying I'm just looking for something a bit different. Like I, like I don't know. I mean, I'm not so I, I can if I want to watch if I want a game for a story, I'll just watch a film. Now that's the way I sort of look at it. And uh, unless the story's really compelling and it really really says play me for the, the story, and I'm not too bothered. And then I just think like everything else has everything else type mechanics now. And so it's just like, you know, I don't know what to play. That's different. What's new. Um, maybe I'm missing a trick, but you know, the, 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 the popular games are all the ones that are being franchised and respun out. And it just, I, I enjoyed some of them back in the day, but I, and maybe I need to jump back and have a go, but you know, I've sort of stood on the time equally. I think there's a, and I'm rabbiting here. Uh, there's a there's a <laughs> people lot who've of listened game. before know this happens, so they've expected it. They've either deleted the episode knowing that you're on because it'll be paper talking for an hour, or they've turned the volume up. So you have that kind of appeal. It, it definitely, yeah. The volume's off, so I can talk about what I want now, aren't it? So it's just, yeah. It's uh, I don't have a lot of time to invest in games uh, as much as maybe I used to, and so there's, I guess that there's. I have to be selective now, and so um, that's why we're playing Fall Guys at the moment. <laughs> well, I mean that's yeah, that has been that has been picked up and played, and there'll be uh, it's good fun that now they've added the squads mode. Really, that's kind of giving that game a new lease of life because before that, playing it on your own was good fun. Like I played it quite a lot in the opening week, and then just fell off a cliff of it because I was like, this is not. It's not really holding me. And when you played it in a group, you just sort of you were playing separately in the same lobby, but you just like I would fall off and then watch someone go through two rounds. It's not the same. Like when you've got a squad running like we have, and there's this four man's like it's it's good to uh, to working together as a team, and so that you either all go out or you all go through, and uh, it makes for some good some good streams if I do say so myself. Um, Valheim came out sort of February time. It was an early access title which I historically have stayed away from because when something comes out in early access, it's like you may as well just guess when it comes out 1.0. But I felt like Valheim came out with enough to warrant the investment, and the investment was quite low. I think it was like 15 quid, wasn't it, when it came out? So cheap as chips, really, when you get some of the the comparisons. And then many months later, um, I look at the Steam times i've put in 38.6 hours you've put in a whopping 60.8 hours 
So how's that happened? I mean, you mentioned that you're looking for something new. On the surface, people might just say Minecraft ripoff with really simple mechanics and like awkward base building. Survival mechanics. Yeah, and I've got to watch every time I go for a shit. That's what people are thinking who ain't played it. Yeah, it's, it's it is interesting, isn't it? Like when you, I think ultimately when you break any game down, it's, there's there's not a lot there that's that's new, and a lot of things are taken and, and reshaped and rejigged around. I think it's sort of maybe looking for at what uh, looking for what you wanted. I think I've been quite into wanting to play a game a bit like Minecraft again recently, and I've not. I don't feel like there's been much appeal in in our group to to do something like that. I think I've thrown out a few times that does anyone want me to set up a server? Um, there's too much poison. Poison has yeah, been eradicated. Exactly. There's too much griefing going on. But it's um, I didn't feel like there was that. But this came along and it, I think it gave you that interesting bit of you can pretty much go off and do what you want. But there's also uh, a linear story there that you can just sort of uh playthrough as well and so like there's 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 some sort of soft level of guidance if you want to go through it um uh, crow but, sits there and goes hello do this you yeah. can do that yeah exactly though saying that you you probably couldn't go off and just do what you wanted because you know defeating bosses are sort of unlocks the, the next level and stuff like that but you could spend all the time you know not leveling just being at a certain level and just being quite happy with that and there's nothing stopping you from doing that and so i think the appeal from it sort of came from that side of things that, you know, is a bit more of that sandboxy mode is that I like the idea of a game that I could jump in, do a bit of time on it. I'm, I'm not, I'm generally not a type of person that could sit on a game for several hours a day, maybe three. Yeah. And I start to get, when I'm on my own, I start to get a bit annoyed, not annoyed, but like frustrated or tired with it. And I, I need to um, log off for a bit. And so, um, is the type that I could maybe log on for a couple of hours, do something on, on my own, but equally so when other people came on, you know, that progression wasn't lost or wasn't wasted. Uh, as long as we were in, you know, after the same sort of goals, we it, it, did, it doesn't matter. And I think that sort of showed it in terms of me putting probably twice the amount of hours in as you did mm. because I was able to go off and do some stuff, but you were still able to progress at the same sort of level as me. And it's a... Uh, I I enjoyed that, and and we say it us. There was a guy in our group called Phil at the end of it who put in two three hundred hours, and he progressed at the same level as us. He spent a lot of time building, and he did some amazing builds on the server, yeah. um, so much better than what we did. But um, it allowed for that, and so if you wanted to sink hundreds of hours, or if you wanted to sink thirty hours into it, you know you could progress together as long as there was some sort of you know uh, coordination around how you progressed, and someone didn't go off and just do a load of stuff on their own is uh, uh in terms of the bosses you, you you had that and i think that's what was appealing and that's maybe what helped with its longevity in the group for for us yeah there's i think one of the things that allowed me to play it for as long as i did was a there was the social element secondly was um we got a dedicated server so so dave destiny dave however you know him the man in the shadows the man behind the scenes he he paid for a server for a few months so he rented one for us so there was always a persistent server ready and open for us and we could go on at any time and things would progress whilst we was not there and you know people just dip in and out so that really helped i think having a persistent world that we could log on and not be relying on someone else because most of the time 
people have to have it locally. So we'd have to all wait until, say, Paper was logged on and we'd all jump into his game and we could only play it when he was on. Having a dedicated server definitely helped. But the other thing is, like when I mentioned at the beginning about you got to, you know, time how many times you go for a shit each day, have a piss, all that stuff, like the survival elements or the survival mechanics. I think what they don't in Valheim is there's a flavour of that but it's nowhere near as like micromanaged as you you might think. So you don't actually have to eat food and you just die. Like I played uh, DayZ on the Xbox when it was on Game Pass, okay? Played it once and I died from hunger like the first time I played it. Couldn't find anything to eat. That doesn't happen in Valheim. Like there's an element of, of food eating there and essentially you, you cook food, you eat food and that increases your health and your recovery but you won't just die from that. It's not as harsh or as punishing. Um, and for me, that was a bit of a key point because the one thing that I find gets in the way of a lot of survival games is that you're constantly monitoring like busybody things to be doing. Like, and I know there's a lot of like resource gathering in this, but I don't mind doing that. What I do resent is having to drink water and, and eat uh, on certain occasions. Otherwise your character just dies. Like, removing that as a, a punishment I thought was a good move. How does that how did that sit with you? Because you've played a lot of games where you normally are punished for stuff like that and and that's kind of part and parcel. Like if, even if you think of like No Man's Sky, you run out of oxygen, like you'll die. There's a resource you have to keep topping up. You don't have that in, in Valheim. Does that make it a bit too easy or is that actually a good balance in hindsight? I think... Um... I think it was a good, good, good decision. I, I think with all these games, the game should give you the opportunity to, you know, maybe set that at a server level in terms of, you know, what you do and don't want um, enabled or on a game level. Yeah. Because different people enjoy games in different ways. Um, you can affect it. And I think, as you said, like, there are games out there that I just want to be relaxed in, chilled and understand. And there were... And Valheim, the majority of the time, gave me that. And because I didn't have to worry so much about my food. I, now, the interesting point was when suddenly there there, there was, you know, a goblin turning up or uh, whatever they're called, uh, trolls and stuff like that. I, I suddenly forgot that um you know i hadn't eaten then suddenly i realized and then there's a, the, the old panic i need to eat something i need to get some food down me stuff like that but i think that was a good way to be punishing in terms of you know something in the world's happened you just haven't you know topped up your your food bar and your, your stamina and actually now you're at a disadvantage mm. because you haven't thought about it not because you have you know you're going around chopping up a load of wood that day and then you suddenly just drop down and die because that's no fun you just want to you know get on with some of the tasks in hand yeah. uh, and, and 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 enjoy it um uh, without having to worry about the micromanagement and like you don't mind too much therefore um when when that does come in so i think it was definitely a good move i also think they did uh, a really nice idea around you know when you die and you're loot not you know despawning or no. after you know a certain amount of time like even in, in minecraft it just despawns after so much time if it, isn't picked up put, if it isn't picked up and put into a chest and stuff like that it just it's just gone whereas at least here you know it creates that grave and it's there stored until someone comes along and picks it up it obviously adds an interesting element if someone gets there before you and they could steal your stuff if you want yeah. but i don't feel like that in any way is uh, as punishing as you know you dying halfway across the map and then suddenly you're rushing to get back there and you lose all your stuff because you know you were out trying to venture and, and enjoy 
you know, the expo- exploration side of the game. And um, it adds a new element that if you die all the way there, you have to get back with like, you, you might have left all your gear might be there and you haven't got as much good gear to get back. And I think that adds another element, which is interesting, but it's nowhere near as punishing as, as some of these other games. And I feel like that opens the barrier, the door to a lot of other people. Yeah. Um, it leaps to be a bit more social um, uh, and a bit more enjoyable um, for people all on all sorts of uh, uh, levels. And I think it, that, that definitely worked for us um, on that aspect. Yeah. Well, we I remember a few years ago, we tried to play... We didn't try, we did play Conan um, with Logan, me, you, Logan, and a three-person local... Something on PS4, wasn't it? So it was, it was playing on that. That was fairly punishing. You die without cooking your meat. The meat, another thing is the meat or the food would go rotten if you didn't eat it within time. Like I'm just thinking back to that experience and how back then we were quite accepting of that. And we, Although it was a pain, it was like, oh, eat the meat, it's going to go rotten, all that stuff. Like Now to play something like Valheim where that's completely removed and it's not really an issue, I don't know if I could go back for something like Conan. Like given how hard that is, and I know you've you spent a bit of time with Ark as well, which was also, you know, uh, an, another one that required a level of survival. I don't know. I just feel like that's this might be the way forward. Yeah, I think it's just it depends on the experience you want to get, really, and I think that's just different for everyone. And that's why I feel like these games should give you the option at that server level to to be able to, you know, select, you know, what style, whether you want, you know, to be sort of that, you know, extremely punishing type of server because there are people out there that want to do it, or whether you want something to be a bit more, you know, relaxed and enjoyable because you want to spend more time building or in arc maybe training dinosaurs and stuff like that. Like, yeah. give you the yeah, but you couldn't like, do that because you're dropping dead every five minutes. You didn't put top your meat up exactly but there are people out there that, that like that and that are good at that and you know they enjoy that side uh, of the game and I, I get that it's just maybe not for us because of us scrubs not being so good at gaming but it's um um it's it's definitely i think it's a it's a better entry level into some of these these type of games and more enjoyable when you want to play at more of that social level and i feel like we're the more when we play in groups especially in our group Mm. we want to play a bit more at that social level and then we do have uh you know sections where people go out and try to be not so much but uh uh, do things at a higher level and you look to people like maybe like dave and hall and with the destiny raid and all that type of stuff where they go out and do those things at a higher level because that's what they enjoy that moment but then they also you know people quite happy to you know dumb it down a bit and you know be a bit more sociable enjoy having a beer because especially with the whole pandemic, I think it's really taught us is that, you know, communication and connecting via like this now is, is, is here to stay for forever. Um, and actually it allows people to connect that now, you know, on other sides of the country, other sides of the world and, and so forth. And you, you don't want to spend all that time getting frustrated with a game because you're consistently dying. You want to be able to enjoy the game while also being able to have a laugh and, and, and talk about and catch up and stuff like that. And so I think these games do, do definitely allow that while also, having that element of skill to it is is, because it's not like you can't just turn up because the bosses do require some level of skill and leveling up does uh or 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 gearing up does require some level of skill it's not just going out mining everything because certain things that you have to mine are in certain horrendous areas where you will require a level of skill to get that and so you can enjoy that um but equally so it's definitely nowhere near as 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 punishing and it's also i find it's, it's a different type of uh, a game when you play on your own like as I said I died once when I was just on my own exploring 
And I, I I didn't want to go and pick up my stuff on my own, so I just logged off and uh, <laughs> waited till everyone came back on and just sort of got everyone to help me get all my stuff back. I'd imagine if I died when everyone was there, you know, we would have all got the stuff back at the same time. And, and so I think it allows that sort of more of that social element um, in in the game, which is, yeah, I think we enjoyed it, which is the main thing. Yeah, no, I think everyone, everyone was enjoying it um, for the time that we played it. I um I also like the way the game leveled you up as like a character. So you didn't you didn't pick a class or anything. You just you're just a, a you're essentially a dead Viking that drops into this. I think it's the afterworld that they're going for. I can't remember what it's called in you know in the actual Norse mythology. But you dropped in there, and um, the the aim of the game is to defeat the world bosses that are that are lurking. I think uh, maybe not as we record now, or as people listen to this, but. Certainly, when when it first kicked off, there were five bosses to get through. Uh, we got through three before ultimately packing it in, and we'll, we'll get on to perhaps why that was. Um, but you know, with something like Minecraft, there's the Ender Dragon to work towards, and the, I think the Wither was added, and all that sort of stuff, and probably more stuff's been added now. But I found that having just some sort of goal. was helpful it's like we want to build up enough resources enough gear food healing items weapons so we can go and take on the boss and that will unlock sort of a new set of mining opportunities and resource gathering that was kind of the pattern like you'd kill the boss you'd usually get an item which would then allow you to craft a new object or a new tool and then perhaps you could mine copper or something or silver or, or whatever it might be um how important is that to valheim and to some of these other games, because a lot of a lot of the other survival games kind of just pride themselves on there is no aim. You drop in, you do whatever you want, you make the rules, and people find that liberating. But um, with Valheim, there's obviously a very clear structure there that if you want to get better stuff, you have to sort of be taking on these bosses. Yeah, no, I think it's for... Uh, and there's, you know each game has their own way about doing things, and it's not that I think there's a wrong or right way about it. I just think different things work for different people and i think the valheim way is good for for us when we're playing because it gave us you know that goal like the point of why we'd log on the next session like we know we needed to get a bunch of copper and tin for example to make uh, uh to make bronze uh, and so it was um it was uh not liberating um it was it gave us direction around reason for logging on and doing stuff because if I'm being, if I look back at that the, the game, uh, if we'd created uh, the the Dimp HQ and there was no bosses or things to go, and if it was just to say get better gear because you can go into some of these other areas and you know defeat other higher level mobs, we probably would have sacked it off long before. Yeah. And uh, I think what it's, it gives you uh, something to aim towards uh, and work towards instead of it, and and something that gives you reward because it un ultimately unlocks uh as you said the next set of uh, uh there is i think uh, when we come on to the end while well, we quit as you said later but like ultimately i think you know they, they might have to look at that but it's um it's it is definitely good in terms of giving you i like games that you know are free and gives you the freedom to sort of do what you want but ultimately gives you some sort of direction of travel mm. um i find it hard as as you mentioned in some of these games where there is no direction of travel i like arc for example i've played it a few times you know as you mentioned 
I, I started like leveling up or started getting a few better equipment. But ultimately, apart from getting better dinosaurs at the time, and things obviously progressed a lot since then, yeah. I just I just didn't see the point of me keep playing because I was like, well, you know, I've seen all the better gear because I've seen YouTube videos and stuff right. like that. And so apart from me actually figuring out learning, like playing it myself and doing it i, I don't know what that's 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 bringing to the table and maybe it's because i, I was doing it on single player servers and maybe it would have been better on multiplayer servers but i have my frustrations with those type of games as well i, I get annoyed where you know on those pvp games that if someone kills me and takes all my loot i'm like oh well that was the last two hours of my life wasted and i i get frustrated with stuff like that um and so that's why i, I think for the valheim part a large of it you know us being on that that server that dave had was was nice because we knew no one was going to steal our shit if they killed us well, I've got um, someone was killing my pigs for a while because i kept coming <laughs> back on and they were dead so someone was slaughtering them it was apparently those waves um <laughs> but you know we fed them we, we managed to nurture them in the end and you you completed that goal I did. um i did manage to be a uh, pig breeder or a hog breeder, it did manage to be a pig a hog breeder but yeah definitely some sort of direction I find I found for us helpful um, because it gave us that 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 you know north star to aim towards, um, and we could get there how we wanted, uh, and that's what I liked about it. Is like we know we need you know this copper, mm. we or we know we need you know this this iron or whatever it is, but how we and there's only there's obviously to get it but how we got it and you know how we went around getting it was up to us really we could pick and choose where we went off and south to get it and stuff like that uh we could set up you know our own portals in our own ways and we don't so the people that play the game without setting up portals because they like the travel and immersion of that and yeah. you know that that's fine and i think that's what the game allows it you know that that soft progression that ultimately you know guides you and i think if we'd played the game and gone all the way to the end i think we probably would have all put in probably about maybe 100 hours uh, at least um uh, if, if if and and i think that's sort of kudos to the game that you know it's that you know beta phase 100 hours and just and that's because of the soft progression rather than just no progression where people would have just been like oh, there's nothing really no point you know we can just yeah. chop trees and build build huts yeah how did you find because you i couldn't get my head around the building mechanics I, I didn't have the patience or the fidelity with the the hammer to get things where i wanted it and i pretty much left that all to you and just did like donkey work cutting down trees and all that good stuff how, how did you find the building part because you built our our homestead from the ground up you built salt rock which is our initial home on like a little rock that would get battered by the waves as the I mean, another cool thing about the game is that the uh the weather changes and the waves you know get choppier and come further in everything in the game that's like a, you chop down a, a tree and the log has its own physics and it rolls down hills it will hit things it will it can kill someone i've seen i've seen youtube videos and clips where someone cuts down a tree and it falls on their mate and squashes them it can kill enemies like it's got a very good like fundamentals under the hood where everything kind of interacts with each other in the world but on the building side specifically how did you find doing that because i as i said I, I didn't get on with it and i don't have a creative bone in my body anyway so i always do struggle um it's not uh, it felt like it was nowhere near as intuitive for me anyway than say what minecraft is but then again it wasn't working off just square blocks well i think that's the interesting thing like you either go down the route that uh minecraft you can have a floating block and build around it and it, uh, 
the what's underneath it doesn't matter no. to a certain extent and and so that the physics just isn't there for it whereas this what i learned and even looking back at the final the base like the, the physics for that still a bit was, of um, there's still a bit of wood in the ceiling that's on a beam probably probably you know, up there it just because I couldn't get to it, and I felt like if I tried to get to it, I yeah. would be um, in, in a world of uh, uh, I'd break something. And you know, I, I do now look at that. That and I, I learn. I feel like I would go back now because I and do my next build even better. And I think it's one of those ones that the more you build, the better you become because you understand it. And I, I definitely think it's 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 like a bit of a, that learning curve. Once you're over that top of that that hit curve, you suddenly things start to make a bit more sense. You know why you need struts and grounds to hold up, you know, certain floors and, you know, certain roofs to cover flooring so they don't degrade quicker and and all that type of stuff. It's more advanced than what people probably think. The smoke mechanisms, what I thought was a really good, good little feature that, you know, if you didn't build like a proper chimney around your fire pit uh, uh, where you got a place for the smoke to come, it would smoke out your house and you you would then start, you know, suffocating and that would punish you. And the little things like that, which... I would I would have never thought when I first come because games don't usually teach me that. I suddenly had to re- figure that out by you know going what the hell's going on, trying to build a chimney that didn't work the first time, realizing it needed bigger gaps, that you know, and all that type of um, uh, type of thing. And so it's definitely I got I think I I wouldn't say I was brilliant at the building, but I think I got to grips with it uh, and I did enjoy it. Is there's definitely certain things that need to could be a little bit more intuitive in terms of the way they click together because sometimes you have to get the tiniest right pixel mm. for it to click and that's that is annoying. I wish you know the the, the hitbox or the click boxes were slightly better to click things in, but ultimately usually you'd you'd figure a workaround around it to click, click it in. But it was just that wasn't as intuitive as maybe some of the other stuff. But you know. It allowed you to build some nice stuff. It was really interesting that the game probably wouldn't allow us to build a four-story house just out of wood because the physics would say, well, the wood isn't strong enough to be able to go that high and support that much unless you put the proper beams into place. Mm-hmm. And actually, you needed... And you could have... high. you went up, you unlocked uh, stone, or then you unlock, You could unlock um, uh, iron cladded beams and stuff yeah. like that. And that would allow you to build higher and bigger and stuff like that. And so... We talk about progression. That's like one of those soft levels of progression. If you progress through and go through the bosses, you can get better equipment. So if you're into the building side of things, you're like, well, I want to get through it because I want to be able to un- make this fancy structure. And um, I definitely enjoyed the building. I am not a builder and I can't spend hundreds of hours building something. I could maybe spend, you know, uh, a couple of sh- streams, like maybe three to six hours doing something and then i'm like well that'll do and that's why you saw some things just left on that that you know beams just woods up there because i'm like oh, i've done it now you know I, I, i've finished i've gone i'm not bothering with it anymore now i'm not going to pull it down make it better whereas some people really get the bit in between the teeth about building like have to build this ring like phil phil's buildings were, were fantastic and he would really I think he made one comment once when we were just building a fence around. He's like, so I don't know how you guys are doing that. Like, I spend all, all like an hour literally planning out what I needed to do, where yeah. things need to go. And we're just going around there plumping fences down. And he just couldn't believe it. And I think that just is a testament to different people that play the game slightly different. And, you know, this game can cope with that as well. And so, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, I wouldn't say it's the best building features in the world. I wouldn't say it's the worst. I just think it was just, it, it was a nice thing to, to have in the game and it allowed you to build structures that felt very Viking like. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue. Did the, do you feel like the Viking theme or the Viking 
well, yeah, the Viking theme. You are a you you you're allegedly a dead warrior that's that's going to the afterlife and, and all that stuff. And uh, you, know, you can customize your character to have long hair, look like a Viking, good beard. Did that? Does that, would, did that matter at the end of the day for games like this or could it have been a flavour of something else with the same mechanics just like could it have been something generic I don't know enough about Rust but could it just be of being like you're not a Viking you're just a survivor that's landed on a weird planet or does the Viking theme kind of give it an extra boost in my mind it does because you you look at these games and if you were saying it's as say Rust or if it's just normal people running around now, you would expect to be able to get to a certain level of technology and, and therefore unlock things like guns and stuff right. like that. Yep. By being a Viking, you know you're never going to unlock guns and all that type of stuff. So you know you're always thinking about you know melee weapons, swords, bows and arrows and stuff like that. And right, yes. I think it sort of puts it into a nice box where maybe for the development team where, you know, adding those extra physics in though, they'd be cool and stuff like that to have guns. It's like, does it really, does everything need to have guns and, uh, and so forth? And uh, it was nice that, you know, I think it put in that box. It also, I think the Viking theme added to that level of story, like that uh, Norse mythology uh, and that sort of worked nicely into, you know, the bosses and yeah. the Raven and the big tree in the sky, which we, no one knows what's about. Maybe they do, but we didn't know. No. Um, but like it's, uh, it, I think it adds. It's like any game. You could probably reskin. You could re- probably reskin it as a pirate game, or you could probably reskin it as a Bronze Age game, or you could reskin it as a medieval game. But I think for what it was worth, the story it told, it told it, uh, it enabled it to tell a story in a certain way, which I think was the the appealing thing for it. So yeah, I think you like any game. You could reskin it, but you know, I think the Viking era worked. I think there probably would have been a couple of other eras that could have worked as i said maybe that bronze age sort of period in 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 places like europe um uh maybe that the thing is that's the other thing like you probably couldn't even put it in like that roman era because suddenly you're expecting maybe these massive roman buildings that are made out of stone and and stuff and being able to in your head i'd, I'd be able to think well i should have had to create a coliseum at some point and but you know the vikings never were massively well, they created big buildings out of wood and stuff like that, but you know, they uh, and made in stone, but nothing that I can think of on my head, which was like mahusif, and so mm. it sort of puts you in that box, and yeah, I think it worked well. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I think it was a, a good theme. I could have been skinned as others, yeah, but would I want it to be? No. No. Yeah. Interesting. Um, was there anything better than building our first raft and just going off to the sea and just? rocking up at a random island that we had no idea was and like the adventuring part of this game especially in like the early stages where you just set off on random to find a new biome because you're aware that there's going to be new materials there i found that to be some of the fun time definitely the best times we had when we didn't when we weren't specifically grinding for a a particular item or a particular set of resources when it was just like right let's just drive the boat somewhere and see what we bump into and hey maybe we'll bump into an area where everything's going to kill us which did happen several times but sometimes you'd stumble across just new areas and, and new enemies and if it, it had that element where you can do that in many other games but it doesn't quite have that same feel as you're actually going on an adventure and then you all get whatever you collect you all dump back in the boat and go back to homestead split it all out all that good stuff how did you find that part of it because i think that's a, a, a key to why some people enjoy it they get their they get their party together and just head out and see what they they run into. 
Yeah, I think you're right there. Like that that invention side of things, especially when your invention in those early stages and you're finding new stuff and that's a bit like, whoa. And um, as you mentioned, we, we got, this was before Dave's server when we all got on the raft and we were just <laughs> messing around trying to get to the other and we couldn't figure out how to sail it. And oh, you had to uh, do the wind, didn't you? To make sure the wind yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And it, it was, it was, it was, it was good fun. And that's sort of, there was that social element that we could just mess around and stuff like that. And then, you know, doing some sailing around, you know, coming across other biomes later on when we're a bit more skilled was really good. And, you know, as I said that when I died that time and I couldn't bother that, I found that dead village or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. No before, even Phil, who was like 200 hours into the game. And so that was like, and really we found the merchant off the back of that. We found the merchant. And yeah. that, I think that was the other thing, like Phil had been looking for, for the merchant all the time. And we just stumbled across it. And we, so we just got lucky. Um, but uh, it's that was a really good good moment when we found that. And I think I would say with the game, that was some of the enjoyable bit. I would say I would like it to be less repetitive in certain biomes and the way it repeats. So once you've come across a dead village, we saw probably another maybe two of them or something like that. And we're just like, well, we just won't go near that because we know what that is. And there's yeah. not much you won't get much good from it. Whereas the first time we went into it, it was like, oh, maybe there's some really good loot here in some of the yeah, chests. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we, but I think that's what drove us in. And it was similar when we saw some of the, the other stuff. Um, we said, like, oh, well, maybe there's something new here that we haven't expected. Maybe be some good loot. Um, well, they never seen well, there was a ship loot. that we dig out the chest for. You do, you do that a few yeah. times and then you soon realise that once you're past a certain point, that's the stuff in there is just of no use at that point. Yeah, exactly. And so that that ship uh, was a really good. The first time we did it, I was like, oh, that was really cool. But then you notice when you're walking around the world, you see another five, six of them. You're like, oh, it feels less cool now. It feels less impactful because there's a lot of them. And um, I get maybe why they do it because, well, I get to a certain extent because if you're playing on the big server uh, and there's lots of people playing, you want to give as many people the opportunity to have that experience and, you know, not one person to, you know, be ripping everything up. Um, no. but it'd be nice to maybe in the settings be able to set you know how much things spawn you know would you only get one of everything or you know could you get you know several or whatever it is and so um uh i i i do agree that the adventuring exploring at the start was was fab uh i think towards the end we, we i think what we made sure was we sort sort all the biomes i think there was probably we could have experienced a bit more in the plains biome but um uh yeah, we we uh, we didn't get too far into that. Yeah, no, we we got we done three of the five bosses in the end. We've spoken quite positively about the game. Is there any other any other positive elements of Valheim that you wanted to touch upon that we haven't gone over? Because there is a lot to this game. Like on the surface, it's just a you know it could be just considered another survival building, crafting, resource gathering game with a with a Viking spin, but as we've alluded to, it's got a lot more under the hood. But any other any other things that stick out in your mind as a as sort of a net positive for Valheim? Because you know it's it's on like I think it's passed over six million sales, which is insane for a, a, a development team that's I think is under ten. There's less than ten of them doing this. So they're all they're all laughing. <laughs> Whatever happens after this, they're all laughing. But any other um any other bits that you particularly enjoyed that that we haven't we haven't touched upon? Yeah, I I I, I think the the fundamental when we beat a boss, it felt deserved. Uh, it never felt like it wasn't earned. Um, and we 
I, I have seen, I'd seen other YouTube videos of people doing it and maybe they were underprepared and it took them longer. I think Dave mentioned it took him like nearly 40 minutes to do the second boss or something like that. Yeah. And when we rocked in, it took us like five or 10 minutes or something like that. You put and, the work in. Yeah, exactly. But it, that's what I'm saying. It sort of felt that, like when we did a boss and it wasn't maybe as painful as maybe what other people experienced, it felt rewarding because we'd put the effort in beforehand to get the resources. We wanted to get to a certain level or yeah. uh, gear and we was like, well, let's not tackle it. So we've got at least got this and that. And it, because we put the work in before, it sort of felt like it was deserved. Um, and, uh, and and the bosses weren't easy. Like that third boss was, was, wasn't, you know, the hardest thing in the world like in terms of gaming but you know if it, it took four of us you know being you know relatively tactful uh, and had moving around have, i think yeah, I, I died once with, yeah you died once yeah, heads down and stuff like we that had to have the right and, potions the resistance right potions. potions without that yeah. we would have really struggled yeah and because we put the effort in and it's the same like the, the game seems to reward for you putting the effort in and it's maybe not so therefore as painful if you don't put the effort in you're probably going to feel the pain quite heavily and uh i think that was quite good i, th- I also as i said uh, the thing i briefly touched on was you know i'd put on maybe twice the amount of hours you but you could still progress along i think that's a really key point because it enables just because you haven't been putting the time pressing in i can you know do certain elements that you know and give you certain gear if 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 you wanted so like i think like once i just went on and just did a load of smelting and creating uh, iron ingots you know for three hours which you know just because at the time but you know one of us had to do it not both had to be logged in to do that and we both sort of reap the rewards from that and actually we both put in effort to to collect it but you know Mm. we didn't both need to sort of sit through and i think you know that was a nice element to it so yeah i definitely enjoyed the bosses i would have Looking back, I'd like to have done bosses four and five, but I, th- I just get the feeling we were sort of coming to the end and I was quite happy to take a seat back at that point. Yeah. So what? any negatives, really? Anything that you feel... not Maybe not negatives, because it's still early access. They could improve this stuff, but what sort of stuff would you like to see improved and maybe you want to start with perhaps why we did decide or why you felt like it was time to stop as well. That might have led into it because we definitely... Uh, from my perspective the grind to get the gear and get get competent to battle that third boss just felt much much longer than the other two bosses previous and i don't know if that was because we over prepared which is which could happen like that easily could have happened or whether it is the fact that the only way to get the iron was to go in those shitty little crypts that i despise i never want to go into a crypt again i don't make a habit of it normally just for those wondering but um that was that didn't didn't thrill me too much but from your perspective what um what do you think ultimately led to its demise and it's it's probably gonna be a temporary demise i think if there's a big update potentially we're we're looking at perhaps going back in later on down the line but why after 60 hours and with two bosses still to go did it get get a pin put in it other than dave threatening to shut the server down but he did say he'll keep it open if we want to but for me personally is always i was i would have never played it on my own especially put that amount of time into it i i uh there's games out there that i i love playing but i don't get as much enjoyment out of them playing on my own sea of thieves is another one that you know i absolutely love it when you know there's not just me online and there's other people i've played it online on my own and it's just it's not as fun it's, no. it's more fun being in those adventures with others and uh for, so i think ultimately for me i probably could have carried on um i wasn't really that burnt out i felt like others were getting a bit burnt out with it and so for me it wasn't i 
I'm not there to, you know, punish someone, say, keep playing because I want to play. And actually, like, I, I, I wouldn't get as much enjoyment out of that. And so for me, it was all that sort of social you know, element of it. And uh, and I think that's the point. I, we may as well move on to to, to another game uh, that, you know, re-sparks and, and maybe, you know, gets the juices going a bit. And then maybe, as you said, we'll come back. And that's happened plenty of times when we've, if you look back at our gaming habits, that as, as, a, as, a, as a crew, as the DIMP crew, we've we've stepped away from something and come back to it at a later date because there's been, as you said, a major update and we all want to jump in. And we, we did enjoy that first time around. I think for this one, uh, I know I was becoming a little bit burnt out. Like mm. I don't usually, as you said, put that amount of time into a game, uh, for, for such a little amount of time. Um, but I think it was just the re- things were starting to become a little bit repetitive and it was just, uh, as I, I think I alluded to it earlier, like once you saw it, once you dug up a ship once and you saw another four or five, you, you thought, oh, I've sort of done that. I've experienced that. And it's, it's the same with the crypt. We, we once we've done a crypt uh, and we need to do another like seven, like to get everyone geared up. That was a problem. And maybe actually looking back, maybe we, it would have been better to tackle crypts on their own or something like that, because actually we would have probably only needed to tackle uh, two crypts each. And uh, we'd probably all been up because we was going around sort of helping each other and was tackling several. Uh, it, you end up doing the same thing over and over and over, over again. And so that sort of, I think, you know, got to the point. Cause I think when we came to fighting the bosses, we all loved that. Element. Yeah. And there was nothing, you know, cause they were new, they were exciting. Uh, and we, we enjoyed it. And I, I think, looking at it we was about to go into the snow biome and stuff like drink the potions i can definitely i would definitely saw frustration come in like we were getting a little bit frustrated if we'd got to a point you know up in those mountains where we were consistently dying because we didn't have enough potions or yeah. a wolf attack us, we would have been it would have just it would have probably you know it would have probably been so frustrating we'd have all walked away from it so it's um i think it's probably a good time to walk away to recharge his batteries a little bit and then sort of go back into it uh, a bit later when when things have updated um i do th- i do hope if we do jump back into it we don't lose everything enough stuff and begin again and have to do the same three bosses because that i think that would put me off from going back in because i feel like i've done it now i feel like i've checked that box i don't really want to check that box again unless there's something dramatic there that you know different yeah. Uh, I, I think it would also be nice, you know, some of the, the ways that you get the ores, it'd be nice just to get it, you know, have maybe variations around getting it. So, you know, if you could go over to a, a different biome and dig to get, you know, the iron mm. or um, because one of the things we never did, but once you, you, you defeat the third boss and you got, you know, that uh, finder thing for the silver, that also works on iron in the swamp. So you can then dig down and get a, a massive... Uh, uh, iron veins but it sort of becomes a little bit redundant at that point unless you're doing loads of building because you feel like well i've leveled up and now actually the next set of equipment's all yeah. going to be uh, uh, the next stuff so you sort of just forget about it and move on a little bit um unless you need to go really need to go back for something to update on you know the workbench or something along those lines so uh it's uh yeah i think you know that that element of repetitive isn't so good especially when we're so used to being spoon fed you know <laughs> games that just give us stuff then give us something new and then we're going to the next part of the story loot and stuff box like me i think you know the the repetitiveness you know it's, it's definitely it takes a, a different type of uh, of gamer but I, I you know i think we left it i think at the right time because i think you know a bit more and i think people would have been far too burnt out they wouldn't want to go back for a long time mm. i think we walked away and now if there's a good update we potentially would go back um, sooner than probably what we would uh, back then. I guess the, the one of those typical examples is like 
No Man's Sky. Not that we were burnt out, but we were so disappointed in it when it first came out. I know you pushed yourself through it to get to the end, um, but uh, we're so disappointed. It actually took so many more, so many updates for us to actually go back and for that first time to to really try again. And I feel like though they're they're putting out these amazing updates, and we always share the updates when they come out. Yeah. Like we don't jump back in until it's been so far along, and they say, "Ah, that's a big enough." Up- loads of stuff there now that we definitely want to go back and, and no man's sky sort of gets to that point now where in my head it's there's been so much different that's gone since we last gone into it i wouldn't mind going back again and sort of starting from afresh and seeing how we get on but it's um it's i think you know with with valheim we sort of stepped away at that right time as long as we don't lose our progression if we lose our progression we won't go back for a long time because we won't want to do that's, that 60 hours again it's all in dave's hands apparently he saved the server data so it can be resurrected at any point so that's what that's what should should happen but i guess we'll see um well i've got nothing else to say on valheim i mean we didn't actually get to talk about the combat too much but i i remember you enjoying the the combat it's quite simplistic has has parry blocking all that all that good stuff and the different type of weapons like all the melee weapons kind of felt samey-ish um, I always like a bow myself if I can stay away from the the damage. But ultimately, there's a, there's there's far more elements to Valheim than there is just in the in the combat. I would just say it's competent at the least. Um, it's not going to blow you away, and you don't have to. It's not like a MMO task taskbar where you have to keep like recharging your abilities or anything. It's all you know. As it does have a taskbar, but you're switching between weapons potentially, but. I think it was a uh, it was at least competent. Um, anything else on Valheim before we leave it in the dust? I think I don't. I'm not much of a combat, so I'm probably not the best person to gauge that. I I enjoyed what I did, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely not. A combat. It's the only thing, like it's it did the job. The only yeah. thing I would I'd, I'd probably comment on maybe one of the other annoying, slightly annoying things though. It, some people might enjoy this feature. It's just the the base attacks. Like it was, they became a bit frustrating because yeah. you know you build some stuff up and then they the trolls turn up. That was a bit like you spent time and effort, and it goes back to that sort of you know you losing your loot to someone else in like an hour after gauging it. You know, you spent two hours building something and then for a troll to come along and sort of smash it up was really annoying. Like equally so, sometimes I just, and as I mentioned, I logged on to smelt some iron and it took me three hours. But, you know, I had three uh, base attacks in that three hours, like literally yeah. like once an hour. And it was, that that probably made the smelting that iron uh, an hour longer than it needed to be. Uh, and, you know, all I wanted to do was do that. I didn't want to go on and combat that. And so, you know, I, I don't mind maybe attacks in the wild and stuff like that, but maybe leave leave the base to n- maybe not be hit so hard, or at least you know let it be very very infrequent. Mm. So you know it might happen once every sort of twenty hours you're playing or something. Yeah. But well, like Conan, where they would literally say, if you're not ready for this attack, it's going to ruin your base. They remember there was like a countdown, pretty much. Yeah. And you, at least she was aware of it, but I think that was a much tougher. <laughs> a much tougher prospect i mean i don't yeah. our base didn't get destroyed luckily during any of these attacks but when you just try to do something and those fucks are fucking come those trolls turn up and you're like oh for goodness sake because they can do some real damage if you let them get close that was a hindrance so maybe a little bit of balance in there yeah, a bit like seven days to die as well. I think they have like the oh, blood moon yeah. after every seven days, yeah. so you, you have to be. No, that's I don't the game, though, isn't it? That's part of the. That's like it's built into no, the cycle. Yeah, right? like you prepare for each attack. Whereas... Yeah, I was going to say seven days to die isn't really about building. And there are people that probably like building brilliant bases. That is more about it. But I guess it, I, I was alluded to in the same context that you know you. 
it's, it's a, uh, you, you're at an area where that obviously is probably more aimed at that's the game whereas you know the base being attacked in Valheim didn't feel like it was a the game no. it was a hindrance rather than you know let me enjoy it or at least have the ability once again in those settings to toggle some of that on or off or, or the frequency of it because um, sometimes it felt just a bit too frequent when you want to do something as yeah. I said I wouldn't have minded if you know once in that three hours a troll had turned up and I had to sort it out but you know on have have two different troll attacks and an undead attack or whatever it was in that three hour time was just a, a zap of my time and I wasn't I, my time when I play games now is quite precious uh, and you know that that did annoy me I didn't like the fact that the mobs that were attacking you were usually just the last mob that you'd run into previously like you, you discover a new biome and then suddenly this, you'd see swamp monsters and whatever was in there and then suddenly, like millions of miles away from a swamp, you would be attacked by swamp creatures. I, it broke my immersion. Like, what? Are they, where are these swamp fucks come from? Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. It should that, be where your that, base is based. That should be the prominent. Yeah, so attack. like trolls and stuff like that. Yeah. I did like your idea that you came up with that. You know, was it? I think it was your idea where you said you put up the head of the something you've killed, and they won't then attack your base yes. because that gives you reason to be like, all right, they're attacking. But if I can get a head and maybe make the head drops even more rare at that point, yes. because you're like, yes. you know, maybe do it cool. one in every hundred or every fifty trolls you kill. That means you're going to have to go out and find trolls, go to tribe codes because you want that to stop attacking your base. Maybe not being so maybe at the same level of brutality as now, where it probably won't destroy your base that much. But, you know, it gives you reason to go out and get that head of that mob and stuff like that. And then I know you say not about, um, you know, these swamp fucks turning up. But um, how they got there? They get a boat and rock up. Maybe maybe they've got that figured out. Maybe they figured out how to use portals after seeing ours. But um, (laughs) I don't mind them turning up afterwards. But then, yeah, at least give me a way to get rid of them. So, like, at least give me a reason to go out and kill a load of those swamp fucks to be able to say, now stay away from my base. Yeah. Um, And and I think that would have been a a nice little feature. Yeah. but yeah, because there is no way to get rid of it. I think Phil moaned that once he wanted to create a portal base, yeah. get to on an island in the middle of the sea, so it never got attacked by mobs. Uh, and he it, did it. So, <laughs> did it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was an interesting observation. So I feel like there could be something there to do that. And like there's people that like building. If you have like 20 buildings around the world, then you're gonna have to kill, get the 20 troll heads to stop them attacking those ones. So yeah. I think yeah, it gives reason. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's Valheim. Deep dive, almost a hundred hours between us. Phil's probably done treble that on his own, so you know he's he's the real expert on it. Um, but what um, what's I've noticed in the last? Well, I don't know. I actually don't know a timeline because the first time we started doing all this podcast malarkey, I think you was on like the fourth or fifth episode, and at that point I had I had sold my PS4 to you because I was getting a white one, I think. And I think I, with it, I bundled The Last of Us Remastered. So Sony exclusive, PlayStation-only title. You played through it, you gave your thoughts, you, was, you enjoyed it, and, and that was good. And over time, like you slowly seem to phase out of the console gaming space. The Switch came along. That disappeared. The Switch then got rebought in a light form, so it's a handheld only for good. And during that time, also you upgraded or got a new a new PC to to start, you know, obviously using it for other things, but also it's it's capable of playing games on it as well. I mean, it's over a number of years, but 
there's a to me there's a clear transition from console in front of the telly type gaming which we used to play Sunday morning sessions that's where that came from PS4 um, into almost a PC exclusive space with a with a flavour of handheld switch. What's going on? You alluded at the start of the, the, the episode that you're a bit of a hipster of the games that are coming out. Is it simply that? Is it simply that the, the type of games that you that are on the consoles just don't interest you as much? Or is there another reason around convenience or or just that, you know, having on a different screen and not the telly can help in, in household situations when there are partners that don't want to watch people play video games? I don't know what's wrong with these people, but they don't want to watch us play video games. Yeah, I, I think you allude to it a little bit at the end there. Well, at least how, I guess, the transition started. Um, I think anyone that knows me well or has heard me rattle on any podcast or anything knows that the game of choice that I always go back to is Guild Wars 2. Um, that and that's obviously PC only. Um, I discovered that. You did. I know at the time, actually an interesting point, and then we'll go back to that, but at the time I was on a Mac, and so I didn't have a PC. I had a, yeah. a standard Mac. Um, I forgot you had the Mac. The Mac, <laughs> and I was playing Guild Wars on the Mac because it was Apple compatible, whereas there weren't a lot of games out there no. that weren't compatible. No. And actually, I think though you and Krog discovered it, it was me and Hall yeah. that kick-started it, yeah. whereas yeah, me and yeah. Hall... Me and I were both been made redundant at the time, <laughs> and we had a period of time where we both were off work, and we both were going to go to new jobs, and we we're like, "What else should we do?" And we just sat on an MMO for uh, like I don't know, like fifteen hours a day, where it seemed like at the time, but our partners were at work, um, and uh, uh, and so. Uh, that sort of kick-started that side of things. And because it wasn't on the console, there was no need to go over to the console. I was also living in central London at that moment in time. And I, anyone that knows realty prices um, knows that you're not going to get a lot of space for central London. And therefore, I was living in a one-bed flat with the missus. And uh, we had one TV to share, one living room, uh, very open planned living room kitchen type thing. And so there was no escape for me to be able to just turn on the playstation and play it um so the 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 guild wars allowed me to go and play that while she was also you know watching tv in the evening and stuff like that i could always hear netflix on in the background you could always hear she'd always be programs (laughs) still the worst you know still the worst she's still watching absolute trash though it's made me start watching trash now i think we're watching we watch rupaul so we're all about to watch that (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna be, I, I could be the next drag queen um, but uh, it's, it's good good trash TV um, but um, uh, but yeah so th- I think that was sort of like the start mm. and then I got the PC because I was like I, I've sunk hundreds and hundreds of hours into Guild Wars uh, and uh, maybe even coming up to like nearly a thousand odd hours um, and uh, obviously the um Mac just couldn't cope with it. It was starting to slow down. It was, it was getting quite old at that point in time. And it's a fucking uh, Mac. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to get a PC. I listened to Dave and said, does this work? I didn't want to spend a load of money at the time because I didn't have a lot of money at the time, though. I've not got a lot of money now. But, you know, at the time, I was I was, I was more poor. Um, so I think I managed to get a rig for, the, like, uh, like in terms of not the screen and that, but everything included for, like, maybe just shy of 900 pounds which is just still quite a big investment still twice as expensive as a console and yeah, um, yeah. really just to play guild wars um <laughs> and then and that's primarily what happened and then 
I think we did our Sunday morning sessions, which I really enjoyed. It was all that sort of social element because I'd moved away from where we'd grown up. Maybe I didn't see people as much. So, you know, this game became more of a social thing for me. No one um, sees Logan and he still lives around here. So it must be the same <laughs> for him. Yeah, he lives around the corner technically. Exactly. You know, he's always, he's never even come to the pub when I used to leave for that. You know? <laughs> One time he came and people rubbed a packet of crisps in his face and he never came back. Um, it did happen. Sure <laughs> it did story. happen. That's in the Dib Law books and it's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, uh, and uh, um, I forgot where I was going with this now. But yeah, um, so so I think that was sort of the start. And then we was playing PlayStation. But the thing was, the games that we were playing we're playing less and actually the barrier to play something maybe once or twice or a handful of times was pretty expensive. You're talking about 40, 50 pounds to play a game most of the time uh, between us, unless something came out free on the, 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 uh, the, the PlayStation. Plus. You still have yeah. to pay for that um, every year. Exactly. And so, you know, that, that sort of died off because, you know, we, we mentioned Conan. We only played it, I think, because it was a freebie on the PlayStation yeah. Plus. We wouldn't have played it otherwise. And, uh, you know, I think the only time we did play for a game was maybe Diablo 3, where we, we got through all that. And then maybe there was a couple of other things. But um, we would meet on those Sunday mornings. But that, that sort of died down because... Actually, I think a lot of it was my fault because I, I signed up to run a marathon. So I think I killed off Sunday morning sessions ultimately by doing that and starting running. Mm. Um, no. uh, I know. Um but I had to train. Um, so, uh, and so ultimately I started playing more on a PC and then I think last year or maybe even the year before that, probably longer, the, the PlayStation five was coming out and I was like, there's nothing coming out on the PlayStation four yeah. that I really want to play. That's, you know, scheduled. Um, and so I may as, and I, to be fair, I like, I become really bad as in like I even got Red Dead and I played like for 20 hours and I put it down and you know when you put a game long down long enough you never want to go back to it yeah. that's what happened with Red Dead 2 and I st- still need to go back to it today I'm waiting for it to go on sale on the PC I think but it's always 50 bloody quid um, maybe 30 at the, at the cheapest so I'm waiting for that to, one day to be a tenner or something and I'll, I'll buy that but um, uh, yeah so so I just was looking there was just nothing coming out so I got rid of the PlayStation and went alright I'll get a PlayStation 5 uh when it comes out and uh, not when it comes out when something good is announced for it and then there was just nothing good i i wasn't i know you we had you know the last of us 2 which people could have said you could have gone into that but even that was playstation 4 PlayStation i, I 4, was yeah. like yeah i was quite happy just to give that a miss and wait for maybe going on to playstation 5 and planet there but i think ultimately now i wouldn't buy a playstation 5 or even an xbox unless something said you had to buy it like gta like or something along there like gta 6 or red dead free well maybe you've not read it free because like it depends on whether where their pc schedule they've always been notoriously bad on their pc schedule always like a year later i mean could you wait a year i guess for some for gta 6 yeah i'd say that's the thing i probably couldn't i'd probably buy just a playstation (laughs) just to play gta 6 but once again the story would be brilliant but it's also about that online element and playing with friends and stuff like that and if everyone's getting it for the playstation 5 then i would sort of be i'd pull myself into the playstation 5 for that reason that social element I i think i think like I think now there's enough PC DIMP members that there's enough on there now, really. I think, and that's where I was going to go with this. And we obviously mentioned about, you know, switches. Um, I liked the the, the switch when I first got it, played quite a few games, completed a few stuff. And then I was just like, I don't really need it. And actually, I think I sold it to get my PC rig. So I I got a couple of hundred quid back for it and all the games or whatever. And I put that towards my PC rig. Because I was like, well, you know, I want to play that more than I want to play Switch games. I want to play Guild Wars. And so I did that. And then obviously lockdown happened and I got 
the Animal Crossing came out, and that's all made me buy the Switch. Not played any other games apart from Animal Crossing. I played Pokemon, uh, but I never finished that. I got quite near the end, and that's another story. But um, um, uh, but yeah, never played any other games on it, and that's still just sitting over in the corner over there. And uh, that was purely a lockdown uh, pulse. Uh, in, uh, what's the word? I'm looking for buy. Um, but yeah, then I think as you alluded, people have started buying rigs or better pcs to play games and i think you came like you had one but i think you and even so you've recently just upgraded and you started playing more online uh, on pc like hall i think was a big instigator but when he got his to come onto destiny and now he's doing a lot of streaming yep. on the dimp channel was a big sort of move over and actually uh and obviously dave's always been here but that unlocked you know the ability to play those destiny games with dave and stuff like that and there's a good four of us now that are on PC and we had Chappers as well for a while. Um, and then look, I, I Phil and Valheim, like this. Phil and Valheim. That's the thing. We've met other people. We probably wouldn't have met, met as well by being on the PC itself. And, um, and I, I'm pretty sure Krog's not a million miles away from getting a PC when he fucking pulls his finger out. Um, but once again, once Krog's gone, it's like, why is there a need for me to go back yeah. unless there's a game that's just saying everyone's getting on that because it's not going to come out on the PC for a year. And it's only going to be GTA that does that. The, that's the only game I can think that's going to do that. There's no... Well, unless there's a PlayStation exclusive that comes out that there's, it's really only them. I can't see anyone doing it. And I think the, what I mentioned at the very start was the barrier to playing with mates was like 40 50 quid every time with the barrier playing with mates here is a tenner you know and you you don't mind spending the tenner and if you don't like it and you, you play it for four or five hours or do a couple of sessions and you bin it off it's not the end of the world it is when you spent 50 60 quid on a game and so that allows us to buy things like you know we did the hall us the four guys you know the valheims the, even that uh, though if you play it for less than two hours you can refund it on steam so like if for whatever reason like within under two hours you don't want it anymore you can refund it and then there's no there's definitely no harm no foul but exactly i was um i was speaking the other week about um resident evil village i played through that got it on pc because i've got the new rig and whatnot bought it for 33 quid and you know elsewhere on any of the consoles it was it was retailing for 54.99 you could get it about 50-ish, maybe 45 at the lowest. Like the games are just so much cheaper. It's the same game, just that you're playing it on a, albeit usually a much more expensive bit of hardware. But like in the long term, you, you will save money going down the the PC route, and yeah, and you'll get access to things like Valheim. Which... Yeah, exactly. And that's what you don't get on the consoles that much. I know they've always tried to go that way and say we'll allow these independents onto our platform but it does allow something just to pop out and go and take that people weren't expecting to take things by storm like uh, uh, you obviously mentioned animal crossing but earlier this year you had uh, among us that wasn't a console game that was a uh Still not on playstation a, 5 exactly and it was, it's on mobile it's <laughs> it's these games that you know a team of less than ten can put together, and you know suddenly just you know it pops up, and you're like, oh well, you know we can all jump onto that, and it's a lot cheaper. And the PC, you're right, offers you a cheaper way into gaming. Uh, and if you're you want to potentially try multiple games, uh, like you got your G, uh, your CD keys, your GA2s or whatever it's called and yeah. stuff like that, and not all of them are the best, uh, but like the it does allow you to play those games. I think the other day I picked up. Um, 
well not the other day a while ago we all a few of us got into uh, nba 2k 21 i think i played it for four or five hours wasn't my cup of tea but it's not the end of the world because i only paid 14 pounds yeah. whereas if i'd had to buy that on uh the playstation or on the xbox i'd have been paying 40 quid for it to 40 quid for it so uh and i would have been a lot more uh annoyed that i'd, I'd paid that and, and i'd only put like four or five hours into it so um yeah i it's it's, it's definitely that way and i've i've for the foreseeable future at the moment, I definitely feel like that's the way I'm going. Even now with the Xbox uh, Game Pass like and, and the, the connectivity between the PC and that, yeah. like even if GTA did come out on the Xbox, you would hope there would be maybe some cross-play between the PC and the Xbox so that, you know, you can play together with, with your mates and stuff like that. And so, uh, and actually, I think we did that on Sea of Thieves with yeah, Peewee. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah. And so um, it does, it does um, uh, allow... Uh, more um control uh, and i'm not someone that's going to put pc together i don't really understand it i definitely need to upgrade mine and i don't know how to pull any of the little jiggly parts out and replace it with any of the other little jiggly parts um i'd probably just end up buying a, a ready-made rig and just spend the the, the money on it because well, it, the thing is in today's climate is that that's pretty much the only way to get anything that's not last generation or like if you want anything relatively new the pre-built is the only way because you just can't buy the the components at the moment the gpus good luck you will not find them um that's the only way to get them and, I, and i'm the same as you i never would i thought i say never i would like to put my own pc together one day but not when i'm dangling with like top level gear it'd have to be like as a side project oh, i'll just build my own one and just it won't i won't actually use it perhaps maybe i'll just build it and put it in a spare room but um, Put it behind the TV in the living room in case you want to do something in there. Yeah, yeah, there is a oh, that. TV. So, yeah, no, I mean, there has definitely been a bit of a shift in in the dimp ranks towards the the PC space, and um, like obviously we stream a hell of a lot more than we ever did, so the PC is like light years ahead of the consoles. Like I I even ran several tests on the PS5 to see whether that was viable and it just wasn't like the the encoding all that stuff now i've got a capture card that i could plug in and then put on the but it's a lot of faff the fact that you can just load up a game load up obs change the title hit stream boot the game up and you're off like that that's a massive boon for for like us anyway if we're ever going to be um streaming semi-regularly it's like it's a lot more versatility for the the pc for sure and um this podcast is uh uh like is there's a reason for that it would have stayed just on we, we, we it always used to happen via skype calls um and now because we're all on pcs and there's more of us on it you know flying into discord did you mention only take someone to have a little bit of a project to do something you know that you know i think like hall went off and set up some uh some stream labs or whatever it is or stream elements and you know other people dived in to help a little bit and it enables us to to now stream these uh podcasts live which is uh um which is which is nice which is something we would have never done if we hadn't have all sort of moved to that that pc uh place no yeah there would there would be there would be no video version of this podcast and people wouldn't be able to see me sitting here with my sunglasses now over my eyes because um, I thought it was actually acceptable to wear sunglasses over on your head indoors, but I've just been informed that that's not, so I've pushed them over my head, so I'm like a Gallagher brother, just wearing them indoors. 
it reminds me of that one time that I and if anyone can find it, I've got a, a an old YouTube channel where I used to do some vlogs. I was only about six things on there, but I think in the very first one I did like an introduction indoors, and I was oh I'm up from my computer and I was wearing a scarf, and I got so much shit ripped out of me for wearing a scarf indoors. They're like, why the fuck are you doing that? And then I was like, well, suffering for the fashion, isn't it? You know, I will, I will defend, I will defend the um, the sunglasses indoors simply because I have several times woken up on a Saturday, Sunday, or even a weekday with a very bad hangover. And if you've got to sit at a screen all day and work, do you know what helps? Putting a set of sunglasses on. It just takes the edge of things, I find. Um, and I was out walking before I came on this, so I had them on the top of my head, and that was that. I might try that tomorrow when I've not got a meat and put the sunners on to see yeah. if that helps. I've definitely been getting a few headaches by, you know, being in front of this. It's work from home. You sat in front of this computer and doing all these meetings from home. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe that, there's, there's tip of the day. Tip of the day. This could be a new uh, um, segment. Tips for the well-rounded gamer. <laughs> Sunglasses while working. It is, it, is, it is an alcoholic life hack, as Shelley has just told me. Um, I have to ask one question because... You were talking about hipster games earlier, and that you like to look for something different, and blah 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 blah. One of the one of the PlayStation exclusives that launched in twenty nineteen was Death Stranding. It appeared on PC later on. You went out and got it at a later date, played a bit of it, and then binned it. Now, if you want a unique game, that's one to go for. But what happened there? I, I, I think Bindit's probably the right wrong term. It's it's what happened when I uh, similar to Red Dead. Um, I, I I really really enjoyed it. You know, the the moment within the first few hours, and I had to go off and do that first mission. I started walking through the uh, hills, and the music started playing. I was like. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. This is so immersive. Like, this is exactly what I want. I want that, you know, music to, to kick in and just relax me. And I, I was so in awe of that. And I was step, uh, dead on set planet. I just, when I step away from a game and it, I don't go, and then maybe it's a couple of weeks and I'm like, well, I better go back into it. Or, or as I want, and then I start getting into my own head saying, oh, you've left it too long now, James. You're going to have to go. You, you've, you've probably forgotten what you learned and stuff like that. Yeah, and I and I I fucking hate restarting anything. I don't even watch a movie twice. The only movie I watch <laughs> twice is uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. So, and that's the only film I'll ever watch more than once. Everything else can go and do one after I've seen it once because I've seen it. Why do I need to see it again? And it's the same with games. It's like why would I go back and do the same thing again if I've already done it once? You know, I've ticked that part in my brain. I've got that logged. I don't need it logged for a second time. So yeah, that's sort of what happened. I sort of talked myself out of it because I left it too long. Uh, and I don't know why. I think I picked up at the start of lockdown because I was like, this is going to be my lockdown game because we're all going to be stuck indoors. And then I discovered I could just go for long walks. And then maybe that took up the time because Alex wanted to spend a bit of time with me. And so I just, yeah, lost the time. <laughs> really, some people have said that um, Death Stranding is like you are simulating walking and carrying stuff. <laughs> it's a lot of what you're doing is walking from A to B. Amazon delivery driver and people get paid for that so maybe if you like if that interests people they can do it but I don't know that was always that I was surprised you even got it but um I wasn't surprised that it didn't get it didn't get finished or even played really enough two more things because there's the dimp law books require it when do we get papers plays papers please and when are we going to get the overwatch competitive 
Genji stream where you were going to play as Genji for two hours in competitive ranked matches. No hall, no one else to bail you out. You're in there with all the toxic fucks. So when are those two things going to happen? Make the promise now live. Well, if you were listening on the archive, but as live as you can be on this podcast. I will I will definitely do paper plays, papers please. Um that definitely the type of game that's sort of up my street uh and i could i could you know happily sort of sink a couple of hours into live on a stream without too much worry i think we only just want me to do it so we can have the, the twitch title of paper plays papers please yes. um the <laughs> it's the only reason it ever ever wants to wants to see the light of day and i will it's 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 one of those things that i've been you know teasing the boys for so long that you know i think uh, you know it's it's it maybe that's that soon uh the genji stream uh i i will do it i think i'll log i think that I, what i would like to do i, I do competitive but maybe not on my own i i enjoy overwatch when i'm playing with other people and i just don't think i'd enjoy it being on my own you made a promise if, if, you... I can still get all the toxic stuff because that just means that someone else on the team's playing something else. But you know, I'll just be playing Genji and that'll be the stream. So I think you're still getting what I promised. Paper plays Genji. It's just that I'll be playing with other people as well. Mm, I and the the, the 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 it was never paper plays on his own Genji. It's paper plays Genji and stream it so everyone can see how fucking awful I am at games, uh, especially especially when you need to hit people with a hitbox, uh, because that's when it goes terribly downhill for me um, in any gaming uh, with, with guns. And I think I think the only reason you guys want to see it is because Genji is notorviously horrendously hard. He's, to, he's, to tough. Any, he's a tough boy to play as. And I can't even do fucking Soldier 76, so um, <laughs> who's, who's got the biggest hitbox of anyone or, or to get things. So press you can R2 literally just press R2, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I think I just, I might, you know, cry a little bit if I'm doing it on my own. Um, so the stream probably wouldn't last for two hours. <laughs> or it'd just be two hours of me sobbing. But though, actually, that goes quite nicely into the Dimp Salt, which people would love. So, mm. um, <laughs> probably get an all time record of views as well. So it's worth, it's exactly. definitely worth uh, considering. Right. I'll let you go. We'll close this down. Lots of good chat as per usual. I think the last time you came on was when it was to talk about Ark. So it's kind of fitting that. Um, it's a long, long time ago. Yeah, I mean, before, obviously, he was on for the Fantasy Gaming League during that period. But in, to- in, t- in terms of talking about games, I think it was Ark. And then now we have Valheim, which is uh, taking the world by storm in, in 2021. So I appreciate your time. And so do all the watchers, listeners, and, and patrons of this particular corporation known as Dimp Digital. But we will close it down. We will shut the uh, the audio down for those listening not waste any more of their time but we know that there's nothing more for us to say other than thanks for your time and ta-da <laughs>